Hello, my name is Ben Schluter and welcome to the Two Point Conversion. Uh, this is the first episode of the LSU football season. My goodness gracious, did I make a bad choice. Or something. I don't know. Uh, so let's talk about it. So, first things first, if you didn't know by the title, LSU somehow lost yesterday. They were 14 and a half point favorites. What the hell? What the hell happened? So LSU was ranked 6th. They have now dropped to number 20 in the AP Top 25, which, okay, somehow were ranked ahead of 1-0 Tennessee, because that makes sense. <laughs> so the first problem with the game was that Derek Stingley was out. He was out with some sort of illness basically Friday night. He, from what I heard, and I never actually read into it more because I don't know if there's any more information out about it, but he apparently had an allergic reaction to something. It was not due to the virus. Uh, he was in the hospital and he didn't play the whole game. That's not good. When we were only returning, what, five or four starters? And then we lost another guy who was out. I think Glenn Logan was out, which is not good. And we were playing a Mike Leach offense, and boy was I wrong. Hey, uh, you know bad takes that I make all the time? Like when I said the Falcons were going to beat the Bears? They're not going to beat the Bears, are they? We'll see. This is being recorded beforehand. Um, so, yeah. Let's think about this. Mike Leach offense. Wow. Just wow. 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 That was much better executed than I thought it would be. Much better. I thought with limited practice time, with a guy coming out of Stanford, you have your grad transfer, all of that stuff. I thought they couldn't click, and, uh, oh, could they click? Oh, could they click? 623 passing yards? That's the 11th most all-time by a quarterback, just at the Division 1A level, or FBS level. Um, it's the most in SEC history. It's the most LSU has given up. What happened? Problem number one. Tackling, or lack thereof. Guys, you, you can't let the receivers break tackles on you all the time. They won't go down. That's how football works. You gotta start doing it. Coach O said that one of the things he was worried about going into the game was tackling, and, um, boy, were you right. The thing was, it was the secondary that was the major issue. You look at the front line... They got pressure on K.J. Costello basically the entire game. Uh, you had this grad transfer dude, uh, Gay. He was amazing. He was on fire. You had the grad transfer out of North Dakota State. Jabril Cox scored the first touchdown of the game. That was great. But secondary-wise, awful, inexcusable, downright pathetic is what I would have to call it. 623 yards. That is an absolute train wreck. You looked like a train wreck. You couldn't cover for anything. I don't care that Derek Stingley wasn't there. You need to step up. Next man up. I remember hearing all this hype about this guy, Cordell Flott, who had to come in and like, oh my gosh, he's like a really good stud. He's gonna be great. You wait and see. I waited and I saw I'm still waiting for this stud that you speak of because he looked terrible out there. Here's an obvious joke. Cordale Flot, more like Cordale Flop. <laughs> That's going to work as bulletin board material, hopefully. 
Because let's take, for example, the Kylan Hill uh, 75-yard touchdown scamper. So you got Flott, who's on the outside of the play, and then right at the end, he is barreling towards Kylan Hill as it's pretty clear it is pointless. Hey, bro, could you, like, not have done that? Could you have, like, done that earlier instead? Try and cut him off? Not let them score a touchdown? Would have been nice. We got this great interception from, like, Eli Hicks, I think? Which was great, because it was the only good play he really made in the second half. He was getting burned left and right like a piece of toast. He was terrible. You gotta step your game up. I don't care. Look, this is a narrate offense that we were playing. We're not gonna see anything like that again. That doesn't matter. Because now, everyone knows, oh, their secondary's pretty weak. That's, that's not a good sign. Just because Stingley's out doesn't mean that your secondary has the uh, the option to just completely fall flat on its face, to get burnt like that. Now, let's talk about the offense. Now, a lot of people were wondering what Miles Brennan was going to look like in his first major start. It's his first start since high school. It's been like four years. And um, I'm just going to say this. He had a bad start, but... I don't necessarily blame him for all of it. His main issue is that he cannot find any sort of timer within his head of when to throw the football. Because, like, I've never played quarterback. I'll be honest. I'm not a football player. So, I really don't know what it's actually like to be a quarterback. But what I do know is that they teach you the two and a half second clock in your head of get rid of the damn ball within two and a half seconds. This guy was an elite 11 prospect. I'm pretty sure they teach you that there. I'm pretty sure they work through those drills. They work through a lot of drills. So that should be something that's codified into your brain of you should be able to time it. If not two and a half seconds, fine, three seconds. But even then that's too much time. You need to get rid of the ball quickly. The first half, Miles Brennan did not know what he was doing. He looked flustered. He looked flabbergasted. Doesn't help that Mississippi State has the only active SEC player with 200 tackles in a career. Doesn't help that our offensive line was playing like absolute trash pretty much the whole game. You know, Miles Brennan not being able to freaking get rid of the ball within the two and a half second window is one thing. Not having enough time is another. He had a horrible interception that was like, what the heck were you doing? You had a wide open guy. You look at the replay and it's because his arm was hit. How did you let that even happen, O-line? Granted, Brennan, you got to step up in the pocket. But offensive line couldn't establish a run game because offensive line. In the second half, when LSU actually started to do a few things, it's because we implemented some RPO stuff. Oh my gosh, it's almost as if stuff that was kind of working last year, you can at least execute it somewhat. Hey, maybe if you run the ball on second down every play, they'll eventually give you an 80-yard run. Was that the whole idea? Because that's what it felt like. It felt like first down pass, second down run for basically the whole game. Yeah, that's a pattern, and they will lock into it. Why do you think Chris Curry couldn't get many yards? Why do you think the entire running back uh, group just couldn't do much? 
Brennan did have a couple of really good throws, though, and those are the types of throws where it's like, huh, it's almost as if if he has time in the pocket, he'll actually be able to do something. If he feels comfortable, he'll actually be able to do something. If only there was some group on the offense whose job it was to do that. Oh, yeah, the offensive line. I read too much LSU Twitter, and a lot of people were saying, man, Miles Brennan looks like trash. Miles Brennan looks like trash. Miles Brennan looks like trash. Really? I didn't see trash out there. I've watched LSU football for a pretty short time compared to a lot of people, but Brandon Harris would have looked probably 10 times worse. Uh, Danny Etling was a good quarterback. Miles Brennan's a better quarterback. So why didn't he get the start? Because he was like a freshman. Of course he didn't get the start. We should have put in the other guy. No, Brennan needs to get some time in there. This is the SEC, not high school. His only other game experience is coming garbage time. Do you really expect him to be perfect in the first game? No. I didn't expect it either. I expected it that uh, Brennan would be able to throw the ball, though that we could establish a run game, and that the defense wouldn't give up 600 passing yards and 44 points. I looked at last year's team. 34 points was enough to win eight games. We would have... Oh, I'm sorry, not eight games. We would have only lost five games had we just scored 34 points. Five games. What does that mean? It means the defense was pretty good part of the reason why we kept winning games. What what happened? The MVP of that game was Zach von Rosenberg, honestly, the punter. He kept us alive because he forced Mississippi State to drive deep. How do you give up so many third and longs, defense? Inexcusable. Third and eight plus should not be pretty automatic for any offense. But you made it look easy for him. I don't know what to say. I, I See, I didn't have high hopes going into this season. I expected the team to struggle because when you lose as many starters as you do, it's going to be tough to come back from that. But 600 yards, that's not excusable. Yes, I know Derek Stingley was out, but this is football. Sometimes your star player is out and you have to adapt around it. There is no excuse for Cordell Flott missing as many tackles as he did, for any of the secondary for that matter. I'm mentioning Cordell Flott a much just because, like, he was the guy in there to replace Stingley, basically. He was this really great guy, and he did not show up. Yes, Eli Hicks is another great example of, hey, you know what, I'm just gonna completely fail. They had like one or two steps on every single one of our defensive backs. We did not look like DBU. We looked awful out there. So what's got to be done for next week? Luckily, we play Vanderbilt. So at least it isn't going to kill us. At least it's not like a really difficult team. I'm not saying Vandy can't beat us. But if Vandy beats us, that'll be a sign of bad things. I don't think that you can keep blaming it on Brennan. Blame it on the coaching staff for not knowing what the hell the play calls are. Hey, why do you keep running in on second down after a pass on first? 
like the most obvious thing in the world. You know what isn't a good idea? Repetition to the point where they know exactly what you're doing and they're good at executing it. Mike Leach does repetition, 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 but LSU's defense, gassed, 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 couldn't tackle worth a damn. KJ Costello has been a starter for a while. Reminder, he was like two, three-year starter at uh, Stanford. So he's got all of this stuff already in his head, and Brennan doesn't. So I can see why he did so well. Not 600 yards well, that's, again, on the defense. Hey, at least the special teams looked good, because that's something you worry about when they're all back. Not. Although, hey, I don't know who number 33 is, but why'd you take that kickoff out of the end zone that put us at the 15? Why didn't you just let it go? Why'd you think there was a hole there? I didn't think there was a hole there. Did you see something I didn't? I'm legitimately asking because I wasn't on the football field. I was looking at CBS broadcast cameras. But you didn't want to just take a knee? That was, what, 10 yards of field position you ended up costing? I mean, the offense couldn't do anything on that drive, but still. So what are my major questions coming up for next week? First one, can this defense actually start tackling in the secondary? Please? Coverage is one thing. Being able to tackle a guy is another. Can you stop giving them wide open things in the middle of the damn field? Seriously. There's like this middle five yard area, five to ten yard area really, where it was like, yeah, there's nothing there. So you can just drop the ball right there and you'll get a first down. It was so easy. Just keep going deep on guys. <laughs> you know what's annoying and scary? LSU looks like the Saints right now. And the Saints look terrible. Now, I don't blame uh, Noodle Arm for why Brennan was failing. Because... Okay, let me just get this off my chest. People saying, we need to replace Brennan. We need to replace Brennan right now. He had one bad game, and it was his first game. Is Miles Brennan the reason we looked that bad from an offensive perspective when nothing was clicking? Or was it play call? Yeah. It was play calling and execution. What happened in the first half was awful. What happened in the beginning of the second half was good. But that needed to keep on going. Run pass option. Why wasn't any of that happening in the first half? It looks like Brennan's kind of confident in that system. Almost like he was working in it last year. Hmm. Gee. Maybe it's because he was. You need to at least keep a similar system. I don't know about this team. I didn't expect much from them. Like, yeah, I'd expect a couple losses. I didn't expect Mississippi State, though. And, uh... Ugh. We have to beat Vanderbilt. Offensive line needs to step its game up because it looked pretty bad. Miles Brennan needs to get rid of the damn football because he took too many stupid sacks. Uh, secondary needs help. Yes, Stingley being back will be one thing, but hey, there's an entire side of the field that Stingley isn't covering. They're going to throw it there. And he's gone.
That's what happens. It's what happens when you can only cover one side of the field. It's like, okay, throw it to the other side. See what happens there. Oh, touchdown. Well, that was easy. Why don't we just keep doing that? Do you know why Deion Sanders didn't have as many interceptions as he did? Because he could cover just one side of the field. They throw to the other side, and the Falcons couldn't win football games. Did the Falcons even win a playoff game when Dion was there? I don't know. What I do know is that... God, I hope the Saints don't embarrass me tonight. Oh, speaking of embarrassments... <laughs> as if I didn't miss one of my picks. How did Oklahoma lose? How'd you lose, guys? I haven't watched the game, so how did you lose? That's pretty bad. Um, yeah. So, uh, such an annoying loss, but we move on. So, we don't know when the kickoff is going to be next week, uh, but it is at Vanderbilt, and maybe LSU can show off how a good football team looks. The number 20 LSU Tigers. We'll see. So, this has been the two-point conversion, and I have been Ben Schluter. If you'd like to find me on Twitter, you can find me at capital B-E-N, capital S, capital L, capital A, capital S, P-O-R-T-S. I think it's actually attached to the uh, page where this thing is on uh, Anchor. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, bschluterla, spelled the same way as the last name. Uh, and yeah. So, there will be another episode of the two-point conversion coming out tomorrow. I always like to do the two-point conversion the day after a game. That way, I'm not caught up in all the emotions. Either the good, euphoria, or the bad. I don't want to use dysphoria, but, you know. Anger. Oh, yeah. That's the word. Because I've gotten over this loss somehow. I'm not angry. I'm just saddened. Saddened that we could do that. And I'm disappointed. Disappointment is the worst emotion to feel. I am a Saints fan. I understand exactly what disappointment feels like. We'll see if I feel that tomorrow. Until then, this has been the two-point conversion. Hopefully, it was successful. Goodbye. <laughs>